Charlie Corrin of Incantation and Ascended Dead, a whole bunch of other bands, and you are listening to that Metal Interview Podcast. Welcome you once more to this new episode of That Metal Interview Podcast all the way from the state of Texas, from the U.S. of A. Your friend James here, ready to talk some metal and some rock. So on this episode, we have the drummer extraordinaire, Mr. Charlie Corrin of Ascended Dead of Incantation, uh, touring band Incantation, that is. Uh, he toured with Morbid Angel amongst a bunch of other artists that he'll talk about. And so anyways, right now, let's check out something from his band, Ascended Dead, A-S-C-E-N-D-E-D, Dead. And this song is called Ungodly Death from their brand new album, Even Fall of the Apocalypse. Here is Ascended Dead. Check it out.
chaotic death metal, you might call it. You might call it dark death metal. I'm not sure what you want to call this, but it's just badass metal to me and to any death metal fanatic's ears. And so let's go straight into the interview with Mr. Charlie Corrin, drummer extraordinaire for Ascended Dead, Morbid Angel, and Incantation. Here he is. Enjoy. So you're on tour right now in Costa Rica, as you just said, with the Incantation, correct? Yeah, yeah, we've been on the road for a few weeks now. We did a couple weeks in Brazil with uh, Crypta, yeah. and now we're doing Central America and, and in uh, Mexico City. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, the last uh, gig of the of the tour, with uh, it, that'll be with D-Side, correct, in Cataclysm? Yeah, we actually, um, we just started doing shows with them. A couple nights ago, we played in uh, Bogota, Colombia. Yeah. Um, at a big festival with them and then the whole rest of the tour is with the Aside and Cataclysm actually so tonight in Costa Rica will be a show with them as well oh wow I'm a huge fan of D-Side uh, how is it uh, talking to those guys uh, you know what I've just briefly talked to them but they're all super cool yeah um, everybody's been really nice and it's I haven't talked to the Cataclysm guys but um, yeah everyone that I've met from D-Side has been really cool nice so how's the tour going so far the Brazil dates and all that any any bad experiences um, nothing too terrible. I mean, uh, tour in Brazil or this time around, it, you're basically flying every day, so it's been a lot of yeah, um, just tiring days, lack of sleep, sort of thing. But the, you know, the shows are really good. Yeah. How about equipment wise? Any problems with the equipment, PA's and all that? Um. Yeah. You know what? The last show we had in São Paulo, um, Crypto was playing. They they did the whole Brazilian run with us, and I yeah. guess the PA blew out. No like way. Midway through the set. <laughs> um, but they were able, I think it took them like a half hour. They were able to like rig up a new system and then the show went on. But other than that, I mean, you kind of get what you get in South America, but it it makes up for it. All the crowds that we play to are always really energetic and hungry for the music. Yeah, very passionate, huh? Passionate uh, fans yeah. up down there. Yeah. I'm in Texas, Definitely, so. Yeah, much yeah. more than the States, even. Oh, yeah. That was one of my questions. How are the, the Brazilian. Uh, Central South America crowds different than the U.S. crowds. Oh, they're always really great. I mean, every time I've been down here, it's just like everybody's really hungry for the music, and um, there's just a lot of diehards down here. So, how did you end up with the the incantation gig? Did John know you from from before? He just heard from you, or and called um, you? You know what? It, it I think it was 2018. They were looking for a session drummer, and I had. It seemed like they were in a situation where they were trying out people and they had one guy that really... I mean, I'm a big fan of Incantation and I think he really wasn't doing the band justice. So they were, it, they have this crazy um, touring schedule and Kyle, their drummer, um, who's he's played on everything since yeah. the mid-90s. Kyle, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, he's just not touring anymore. So they needed someone solid to fill in. So I actually reached out and then... Um, uh, John flew to Portland where I've been living and we jammed and then about a week or two went by and then I basically got the call to do it was the Devastation Tour with Dark Funeral and Belfagor. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, so I did that tour. It went really well and then pretty much from there on out I've done the rest, pretty much all the touring since then. Wow, so you mentioned you're a fan. You've been a fan of Incantation. How did it feel when you first jammed with John? Were you a little bit starstruck? Or? Oh, it was it was pretty surreal just like picking him up from the airport and then <laughs> going to going to my rehearsal room and then the 
the first song we jammed was the first song of the first record and then uh ended up playing a whole bunch of tunes and i learned some extra songs too and it was yeah it was just surreal and the whole first tour i was i was pretty nervous it was the biggest gig i'd done at the time but you know it went really smooth wow i had john on the show before he's a, a real cool guy down to earth and and you know you know him better than me very cool guy for sure yeah oh yeah yeah he's, he's awesome and definitely like you see for some reason a lot of these bands people can like especially the older guys can get some sort of an ego but john's the total opposite i mean he thinks of like his fans as pretty much family so he's always going out and taking pictures and taking the time to talk to people which is i think really cool oh yeah that means a lot to fans that's very important yeah. for uh as far as the fan base you know people are watching and i had a bad experience with uh I saw D-Side here in San Antonio, Texas, several times, but I saw them in 03 or 02 when the Hoffman brothers were there, and I tried to get an autograph, and they just, they denied the autograph, they just shooed me away, you know, they were shooing away the people, not not Benton, but the, the Hoffman brothers, and I was like, wow, that's just rude, or, or and I waited, you know, yeah. maybe maybe they got a rest a little bit after the show, and maybe they'll come out, but nothing, they just, they just took off, and that was pretty pretty bad you know for as far as fans go you know but that's pretty cool yeah, that john you know yeah yeah wow yeah i mean it, it is super cool um yeah that john is will just go out in the crowd and talk with everyone it, it means a lot because i've met people that are total legends that are really cool and it, it makes everything even cooler when you can find out but um also the opposite you see a lot of people that you look up to and then you find out that they're dicks or they're weirdos yeah it, yeah. it, it can really ruin it ruin it for some of the bands that you look up to I mean it's happened to me like I don't want to name any names but like some some people that are just have too much of an ego where it's kind yeah. of unfortunate to see that yeah I've, I've ran into a couple of uh, interviews where I get uh, you know a couple of bad comments and well it's like you say let's not mention more names <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah just don't meet your heroes <laughs> right I mean don't get me wrong on, on D side I met I met Glenn Benton before the show, and he did give me uh, autographs, and I had taken him all my cassette covers and CD covers, and and he, he signed them all. Very cool guy. It's just the Hoffman brothers that were they're kind of bad, but anyways. So, which is your uh, favorite incantation song to play? Oh, you know what? That's a tough one. Um, I think the first song that I learned was um, was the Impending Diabolical Conquest. That's just the classic. Um, yeah. Just a lot of cool drums and fills, and. Yeah, I mean, it's cool because all the stuff that Kyle Severn played on, he has his own style. And then Jim Rowe, who played on the first couple of records, has his own style. So it's been cool to sort of get in the head of both of those guys and then kind of morph it into my own thing. Yeah, very cool. I saw your work with uh, with Morbid Angel in this past tour. Man, I got to say, you're just a beast on drums. Uh, how is it? How was it learning Pete, Pete's uh, drumming? And that's just that's not easy at all, right? No, it's not easy. I mean, Pete has a really um, special way of playing, and I mean, that's one drummer where it gets such a unique feel. So, trying to capture that is, um, yeah, it's it's it was a total honor, and it was also challenging. Just it may it's like and a lot of drummers can play that stuff and play the notes, but to really like understand and make it feel right with the band, I think is a whole whole other thing, whole other challenge. Um, but yeah, that was a total honor um, learning all those songs. And wow, yeah, yeah. I play some drums myself, but just basic stuff, you know, a four four. And uh, I play guitar. Uh, that's my first instrument. And I do understand drumming, 
and you're just a beast on the bass drums. And overall, uh, at what age did you start playing drums, Charlie? Um, I think I really first got my first drum kit. I think I was like, I must have been five years old. Um, and before that, I know I was like just banging on pots and pans and, and <laughs> things like that. I always, I was always in just. I think it just was kind of in my blood to play drums. Wow. So, um, so which is your first band? Um, you know, I always had just like little neighborhood bands and things growing up and then I had some I started playing like getting more into death metal and playing thrash and death metal bands um, probably I don't know 14 or 15 actually out playing shows and then um, towards the end of high school I think I was 17 when um, when I formed the band Ascended Dead that's sort of the main band that I've had going um, yeah for the past decade so uh, which is your favorite Morbid Angel song to play live Oh, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of them. It kind of it would kind of depend on the night and how the energy was. But playing classics like playing Day of Suffering and Rapture, um, and then um, a lot of the like the Tucker era stuff. Um, we were playing Ageless Still I Am. Oh yeah. Off the Gateways record and uh, to the Victor of the Spoils. Those are really cool songs to play. Just like a really awesome swing to that stuff. Um, yeah, great songs. And then, yeah, even the stuff from the Kingdoms record was re- that was cool. I mean, Scott Fuller played on that stuff, and he's uh, he's an incredible drummer. So learning that stuff was a whole different thing too, because he has another way of playing that's different from Pete, but also still holds the intensity. Right. So is it different being a fan of a song, for example, a Morbid Angel incantation song? Is it different being a fan than then you got to sit down and with the sticks and learn the stuff on the drums is that different or do you have to learn it like re-listen to it again for the little details for sure right yeah it's different because I'll, I'll sort of know a song and a structure but then really going through and and uh just find the little details like certain fills or like is he playing this on the hi-hat or the ride what try i try to almost close my eyes when i listen to things and um just sort of imagine myself behind the kit and try to think of all right what symbol is he hitting here stuff like that where you really tramp and then i'll the next step is i'll i'll go through and um if it's a complicated song i, I usually write it out on paper i'll transcribe stuff okay um, which that i'm kind of a visual learner so that really helps yeah i've seen another you mentioned paper and, and writing down notes i had some friends here in in texas where they have a cover band just like you know there's so many cover bands in the world these guys, uh, uh, yeah. the, the singer did not know the lyrics to to eighty percent of the songs. So when the gig started, it was an outside event. He uh, he had his papers on a music stand, and then a gust of wind came and, and you know all the papers flew off. So he, <laughs> yeah, nightmare. <laughs> so he was stuck there with uh, with no lyrics. Has that ever happened to you? Like uh, your papers fly off, or do you just use the papers yeah. in the learning process? You know, with gigs like uh, doing the in-can gig and, and playing with Morbid Angel, it, that would just be the learning process. And then it's really just repetition. Once you have something down and just playing it over and over again until it becomes muscle memory, where a lot of this stuff, uh, especially when knows what to do. It's a strange thing. Yeah, I lost you there for like uh, for like 10 seconds. But okay. Okay. It, basically what I'm saying is just repetition. You play the song yeah. over and over again. And then it becomes muscle memory where your body knows how to play it. So uh, I talked to Fernanda from Crypta about a month ago, and she gave me her her experience on the tornado uh, tragedy there in uh, Illinois uh, a couple of months ago. You were there, of course. 
Uh, give us your, uh, where were you when yeah. all that happened? Can you give us your, your side of the story? So when, so basically early in the day, there was a, I think it was like a stage four tornado warning. So, um, we were all given notice that the show might not happen. Um, yeah, but they ended up going forth, going forward with it anyway. So basically, uh, crypto played and then right when they got off stage, um, the show went on hold. I know the skeletal remains guys were, I think they were setting up on stage and then, um, I took a step outside. I was with Steve and a couple of the other guys just checking out the weather because the weather started to turn. It got a little crazy. Yeah. And then we all got a, uh, like a tornado warning that was, they got, that went to everybody's phone. Yeah. And then, man, it was about maybe two minutes later. Um, one of the guys from the venue, like was yelling, everybody rush to the basement, rush to the basement. So we ran down in the basement and not even a minute goes by we hear a huge bang and then the power goes out and then first thing i did with a couple other guys is run upstairs and then you look and you can you look at the inside of the venue and you can see just the sky and rain coming down and debris wow and then he basically saw the roof collapse on the crowd and it was just chaos like my initial instinct that was like oh my god like i think everybody's dead yeah <laughs> like, that's what it looked like wow um and then it was just just chaos. People were just moving debris and, and uh, pu- basically pulling bodies out and helping people um, just yeah. kind of get away from the debris and get, yeah. And wow. yeah, it was pretty brutal. You saw people with their heads crushed and um, Horrible. people super disoriented. And then first responders showed up and then it was, for hours it was just, it seemed like people coming out on stretchers and things like that, looking for their loved ones. And, yeah, it was pretty insane. That's just horrible. What horrible experience that people went through and, and the bands and, and everything. Fernanda was telling me that uh, a couple of days later, she got a, a text from a fan thanking her for, for saving his life. And she was like, how? Yeah. How, how did I save your life? And uh, she and he was like, well, when you finished your set, you said you, you guys are going to be at the merch booth if you guys want to meet us and blah, blah, blah. So, so there you go. So just with that comment right there, she saved a couple of lives right there. Without knowing, you know, the tornado thing. That's, wow. Yeah. So that's a, a cool story, too. And uh, how did this affect you? Were you kind of a little bit uh, uh, shaken in the next couple of days? or? or? Yeah, you know what? I think I think everybody was in shock for a while. You know, honestly, if you, everyone was probably in shock for the rest of the tour because, I mean, a day went by where we were trying to figure out what was going to happen, and then and then the shows needed to go on. So we, we kept on playing, but... I think it was still a bit of a shock like oh my god that just happened wow sort of thing and it was it was even crazier for me uh so the next morning right after the tornado incident we're staying at a hotel outside of town um and i I got a call that my dad had passed and that was that happened the same time as the tornado so in oh wow in my perspective i was like holy fuck what's next like it was just yeah it was it was crazy news just crazy timing i mean when something like that happens it's Wow, it's sorry, always crazy time. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, that, so sorry I got hit dead. with both of those at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it, it was tough. So I, it was kind of a mental battle for me. What do I do next? Do I go home? Um, but quickly, I was like, you know what? I need to finish. I worked so hard to get here. Yeah. So I, I figured it would be best for me to finish the tour. And I'm glad I did. It was a good distraction. And it felt good to just play every night. But yeah, so pretty much half of that tour, I was kind of having the mental battle of dealing with both of those things. Wow, hats off to what you went through. Wow. 
and uh, <laughs> yeah, my condolences to uh, to you and your family. Um, so, anyways, changing yeah, thanks, man. changing gears a bit here. How is it working with uh, yeah. a legend like uh, Trey and uh, Steve? Um, you know, it was awesome. I I uh, I flew out there for rehearsals, and I rehearsed with Trey. Rehearsed with Trey and Dan for three weeks, and Steve showed up for the last week when we were going through the whole set. And yeah, they were really intense rehearsals jamming with Trey. But it was cool because you know he's written all those songs, and he's also written majority of the drum patterns too. Like a lot of that stuff was drum machine. Okay. Wow. So he really knew every fill and how every every little part uh, needed to feel. So it, it was almost like going into an institution in that rehearsal room. We'd have like these six-hour sessions really just hammering out tunes. Wow. And yeah, that was a really cool experience. And then being on the road with those guys was really cool as well. Wow, those rehearsals right there that you speak of, I would love to be a fly on the wall, you know, just checking that out. And that'd be a, a great uh, treat for a fan and you know uh maybe if you would have yeah. somebody would have filmed it or something that that's awesome footage to to check out you know learning the learning process of all these songs that's so cool so what kind of music do you listen to charlie what is it just strictly metal or do you listen to country pop jazz or something else uh you know what like i listen to all sorts of stuff i, I listen to a lot of like jazz fusion I, I take a lot of influence from like just fusion drummers dave weckel and and uh billy cobham things like that um but you know i'm always looking for for different bands to listen to i think like if, if i get stuck listening to only metal it's kind of you you kind of get at least for me i get kind of uninspired yeah yeah because it's the same so old same inspiration old. from all, all sorts of different music yeah i run a, a an online radio station here in texas and, and sometimes you need a break from from distortion and you know the guitar chunks and so i'll, I'll jam to some uh some other type of music myself too so i understand <laughs> Uh, yeah, I listen to a lot of old old rock and roll and old psychedelic bands and stuff like that. Just sometimes it's good to like uh, clean out your ears. Yeah. So what's going on there with uh, with Ascended Dead? What's so that band we just released, I guess a few weeks ago, we released our um, second album. Twenty bucks spin. And uh, with that band, we're actually about to do a West Coast tour. Um, that's from June 2nd to the 11th and we start in Arizona and then we go all the way up to Vancouver, BC and that'll be in support of our new record and then uh, in August we'll be doing some uh, basically a whole month of festivals and, and headlining shows in Europe actually it'll be we'll be play, we'll actually it won't be headlining we'll be playing with uh, the band Deterior Rock okay nice nice any Texas dates? um no Texas dates on this next tour, but I think um, before the end of the year we're going to be doing a U.S. tour. So I'm sure we'll be playing in Texas. Awesome. So what's next for yourself, Charlie, right now after this tour? What's on your agenda? So basically after this tour, I have about a week off, and those will be rehearsals in San Diego with Ascended Dead. That's where the band's based out of. Um, and then basically jump straight into that tour. And then after that tour, um, I have another, I think, week and a half, and then I fly to Europe with Incantation. Wow. And, yeah, we'll be doing um, basically a festival headlining run um, all of July, or most of July. And then from there, we go and play some shows in Australia. Um, we actually do a show in Dubai, and then nice. it looks like we're going to be doing some shows in uh 
in Asia and Japan. Wow. World tour. And then straight straight from there, yeah, basically straight from there, uh, the rest of the band goes back home, and I fly to Europe, and I start that uh, tour with Ascended Dead, and that's basically August into September. Wow, you're just nonstop. <laughs> yeah, really, it's been crazy. Ever, like the Since the Morbid Angel tour, I, I really, at this point, I haven't been home since the end of February, so mm. it's been nonstop touring. Wow. Crazy. Well, you're talented and uh, you're a badass drummer, uh, for sure. Congrats on that, and uh, congrats on your, your tours and uh, all these bands uh, giving you a call, you know, to, to be a part of their tours and incantation, Morbid Angel. That's awesome. That says a lot about yeah, your talent, you, you know? Yeah, thank you much, man. Yeah. Uh, would you like to send a message to your fans listening to this podcast before we let you go, Charlie? Um, I guess thanks for listening, and, I mean, thanks for you for having me on the podcast. And, um, yeah, thanks for everybody that's been supporting every everything that I've been doing it's, it was a uh, really overwhelming when I did the Morbid tour like all the positive support I had from friends and family and fans from all over so yeah thanks everybody for the support awesome thank you Charlie thank you for your time and uh, hope to see you in Texas soon sometime cool thanks man yeah be in touch alright keep rocking man say hi to the guys will do and a big wow according to Charlie's schedule 2023 2024 and so on this guy is just busy beyond busy so does he have a home yes has he been home no and you know what that's just awesome that speaks volumes of his talent and he's being solicited and requested in different parts and different bands and genres everywhere around the world so anyways thank you charlie for making time uh don't forget to support his band ascended dead look him up on social media that's a-s-c-e-n-d-e-d dead like the dead right d-e-a-d ascended dead check it out some dark chaotic death metal for sure some badass stuff you got to check out go out there and support them if you hear them live uh check it out go to their merch booth and support charlie of course with incantation with mr john mcintee who has been on this show before and a big shout out to john hopefully we can get him back on the show and speak of some incantation stuff so anyways uh thank you charlie once more thank you guys the audience the death metal fanatics that appreciate all this uh, all this uh, content and all this music that's out there in the world for us so awesome we are living in awesome times for sure there's music everywhere on your phone there's music everywhere so anyways enjoy life enjoy uh, music from everywhere especially YouTube and Spotify and all that stuff so anyways thank you guys and don't forget to keep it metal That metal interview.